Hello everyone and welcome. So today, unfortunately, Laura will not be joining us. She's unavailable. But we do have Kimberly joining us for the first time. She is the founder of Stretch Mobility Coach and the Stretch Method, as well as the CEO and owner of her own practice. And today we're going to be talking about what that practice entails, the basis for it, and if you're interested, how you can get started. But let's go ahead and jump right in. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. So today we are joined with joined by Kim. We're super excited to have you. We're about to pick so many questions on everything you've been doing. Um, a couple topics we've talked about before, and you've kind of taken that a little bit further. So we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're just going to kind of start at the top. Let Tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of in the clinic, outside the clinic, and how you got started with physical therapy. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I, um, I tell you what, PTAs, guys, we have so much opportunity. So this is going to be a great show for mm-hmm. you. And I appreciate um, coming on and being able to share what we've learned over the past three years um, since transitioning into a well care model. Um, so um, as you said, my name is Kim Narker. I am a PTA. I graduated in Hawaii and um, went to write. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) From Hawaii to Ohio. Yeah. Quite the change already. (laughs) Actually, I went from there to Utah, practiced in skilled nursing, and then moved to um, orthopedics, which is my area as orthopedics. Transitioned to Ohio and had to do skilled nursing and home care. You know, it's to make more money. That's what you have Mm, to do, right? Yep, that's typically the trend. Mm Mm-hmm. Did that and just in every setting, it was man, you know, skilled nursing. It's, it's, you know, they're further along degeneratively and so weak. I can't make a big change. Same thing mm-hmm. with home health. And I just always had a passion of making a bigger change and making it um, relate with current function in a person. Um, so I've practiced in all settings except for acute. I have no desire. Um, to nothing do acute. at all. <laughs> and, and you know what? There's I, nothing against it. It's just, and not that I couldn't do it. It just mm-hmm. wasn't even an option for me. That was actually the same thought I had. Um, when I went to school, I was like, I want to go to outpatient ortho, mm-hmm. outpatient. Everybody wants to go to outpatient. And my professor knew that, and she still put me in acute. <sighs> but I'm. at first, I was like, really? But honestly, once I started doing it and I was in the setting, I actually really enjoyed it. So it's definitely a great experience. Um, I learned a lot and it was kind of flipped me on my head because all I've known before then was outpatient. And, and it's interesting. We learn it about is. the human body. So it doesn't matter at what stage of treatment we are um, very good at what we do. So I'm sure I could have done it. It just, you know, wasn't, you know, one of the things mm-hmm. that I had um, experience with. Um, so I've been in the field for 27 years. When I when I typed that up, I thought, wow, the last five awesome. or seven years has been crazy. Um, I live in Ohio. Uh, I'm very passionate about um, the client and how the musculoskeletal system works and how we as PTAs can help um, people with the musculoskeletal system. How long were you practicing as a PTA before you transitioned into um, the stretch mobility and everything? 
Um, so I, I opened my clinic in 2013 as a physical therapy and total wellness clinic. And um, so I graduated in 96. Um, okay. So 06, uh, what, 18 years, I guess. Okay. And then transition to the stretch mobility coaching and all of that. And yep. So I started kind of like as physical therapy and um, noticed the deficits there with clients and what they wanted. And then in 2020 was the official step away that I said, okay. I'm just going to treat wellness clients and call myself a stretch mobility coach. And just make the change. Yep. And kind of looking, I went through your, like looking through the site and everything. Um, and we just kind of talked about it, me and Laura in a previous episode is the idea of being preventative versus reactive. Correct. And how our field, as far as physical therapy goes, someone gets hurt, someone has an injury, and then they come to us. We only get so much with them because of insurance or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But we also love the idea of being more preventative, proactive. If you are starting to have issues or you want to prevent issues altogether, that I think that's great. So what kind of brought you on to this kind of idea of going towards that direction? Honestly, I don't know what brought me on. It's just, do you know how you have a gut feeling about something and you keep picking at it like mm -hmm. there's just something there? Um, orthopedics was my area. And the more I looked at people, I always related it to fitness and health and wellness. And I'm going to be honest, in school, my therapeutic exercise teacher, I got in trouble so much for uh -oh. relating <laughs> physical therapy to fitness because I was an aerobics instructor. Okay. And I remember one day in class, he looked at me and he went, stop comparing physical therapy and fitness. And my brain didn't... It, it was hard to yeah kind of disconnect that how do you disconnect fitness yeah. and it so i think it it was innate for me and and to me when i was learning the musculoskeletal system even though i understood skilled rehab and and stayed within those realms i i seeked to really understand prevention holistic care mm -hmm. and more than what they taught us in school about the musculoskeletal system and our body and that's kind of, and I agree because I feel like a lot of physical therapy is holistic. Like we don't want people to go towards the surgery route and go towards opiates. So we're trying to work on weaning them off of that and just work with your body with what you got mm -hmm. to kind of help you get rid of those pains. And I tell you what, the body leads you to where you need to um, fix it. It's it the body and in the human body is just amazing. And I, I agree. It's we just have to listen to it and then it'll tell us what to do. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the differences between when you made that change and opened up your own practices, what are the differences between what you do and then what you were used to? So when I started in physical therapy, um, I hired on a, a physical therapist who was a certified manual therapist. Um, and I did my treatments and then learned and mentored from her. And during that time we had, just a great rapport she she brought in a, a mobilization belt and I did it by hand and she would say the belt is easier but you <laughs> stay over there and you work really hard if you want to you know um, and then she would say you know you can stretch that person all you want to but I'm gonna do two techniques and that's all I have to do while you spend 20 minutes over there so we bantered we had a lot of fun um, so with that I have a systems mind 
Um, and I took the skills that I learned from her, which is a certified manual therapist. Um, and when I put certain techniques together, I noticed patients would get relief for, from them and improve mobility. So okay. I incorporated that and built that system and we did it as a physical therapy unit. So I trained my physical therapist as a PTA to do these techniques, but I found the physical therapist would pick and choose the techniques they wanted to use. So mm -hmm. my outcomes decreased. It so, wasn't the same, okay. Yeah, so um, it was frustrating because you have a service that you can provide to a client who is looking for that service and who wants that service. And mm -hmm. then you have a physical therapist that says, I'm the doctor, you know, I'm going to do this my way. I don't want to hear it. You're just a PTA. Um, and mine didn't ever say you're just a PTA, but it was clearly I'm the doctor. And yeah. So um, Stacy, who um, is my PT and has always been my PT, um, kind of pushed me outside the box and said, Kim, you, you literally don't need me. You, you know, you need to do this on your own. You need to do it on the wellness side. And I was holding on to her coattails, honestly, and she kept pushing and pushing. She just, yeah, go do your thing. <laughs> and and I, I transitioned from a in-network practice to an out-of-network practice, then to a cash practice. And when I became cash and noticed that people would come in to see my physical therapist and then come in to see me and they were frustrated with the physical therapist, I said, wait a second, my clients are happy my service works i think we're going to have to trend and 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 head over to stretch mobility coach and pray that it's going to work mm -hmm. and within two weeks my schedule was completely booked wow and that kind of answered some questions because i was going to ask how that the the cash model goes so because we went from insurance and now you went straight to more cash pay mm -hmm. so we went from in network to out of network um, and um, made more money with out-of-network than we did in-network, because the in-network model has no profit margin. Mm -hmm. There is no profit margin in an in-network model unless you are seeing, you know, three to five Crazy clients an hour. volume, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. unfortunately. Um, Out-of-network is harder on your staff because they have to understand that insurance companies are not going to provide you with payment details that are specific enough for the client so it doesn't matter how good the service is for the client if they get a bill afterwards client is angry mm -hmm. so um with that i prayed about it and transitioned to cash and thought you know all i'm hearing about cash is you can't scale a cash practice or you don't make a lot of cash money in a cash practice and now i'm a pta in a cash practice you know how is this going to do um so first month um we made about twenty five thousand in a month for a cash wow. practice um, that is awesome and we're up to um mid 50s now that's so crazy that is mm -hmm. and just kudos that is that is awesome uh how much uh, like how many uh people are in your staff me and one other coach just you two but we also have red light therapy um and we brought that on in july um, so that's a portion of it. 
um, and we're hiring staff to be able to mm -hmm. um, perform those consults and the red light therapy. Uh, as far as modalities go, just the red light? Do you we do have, like any TENS units, heat packs? We don't do anything that doesn't heal and regenerate. So we have deep thermal lasers um, okay. and then we do cupping. Um, we have moist heat, uh, but we only use it for, you know, if a client gets up and they said they're, they're stiff or maybe they have a little bit of pain or maybe we're transitioning from one client to another and we need some time. Those mm -hmm. are the only times we use the hot packs. Um, as far as, so you've worked in outpatient before. Um, mm -hmm. You have a couple experience there. Kind of walk me through the difference in the treatments between an outpatient and your clinic. So it's, my clinic is all about the client. So we have breaking, broken down what a consumer wants, consumer behavior, um, what they typically come into the clinic for, which is pain and or tightness. And my clinic, we start with a consult, we go through testing, which is not physical therapy related at all. Um, mm -hmm. It's mobility related, it's some, some functional testing, and then a lot of joint testing. Um, we find the root cause of the problem, which in our area comes from the joint, um, and joint sends a message to the muscle through the nervous system in nociceptors. Um, so our caseload is um, hands-on manual therapy. Okay. Which are joint mobilizations that you're taught within the program, um, plus the stretch method, which is um, the, all of the stretches that I teach in the program, um, and then the system in which we take a client from pain and tightness through a successful maintenance program. Um, so you're with a client about 40 minutes. Okay. You do about 20 minutes hands-on, and you do about 15, 20 minutes of um, therapeutic exercise. Um, and some cupping maybe on some clients and then deep thermal laser is an additional service um, and then you just go from one client to the next but it's completely one-on-one -on -one. and that, that's awesome so that's what I love too because like you said like we were talking about earlier when you want to see when you're in in network you see so many patients within an hour and it's mm -hmm. to offset the fact that you don't get reimbursed as much mm -hmm. so now you have the opportunity to actually spend more time with your patients listen to your patients and when it comes to cash pay, that's what they want. They want that attention. They want to be heard. They want to know that what you're doing, everything that you're doing is just for them. And they want a result because they're paying for it. Mm -hmm. So we literally, our clients feel a difference the first visit. And by the fourth visit, see a difference um, in movement. And by the eighth to twelfth session, they're pretty much headed into a, a um, membership program just to prevent Okay. Uh, how long do, is that how long they usually the, um, I guess their treatment lasts about 12, 12 mm -hmm. sessions more or less, mm -hmm. about a month, mm -hmm. three times a week? Nope. Two times a week. It's usually six okay. weeks. Mm -hmm. So six weeks. And then from there they have the option to continue, be still in the gym, have access to you if they need, if they need you and just use the facility so, or. Mm -mm. So that's, that's sort of the PT maintenance method, right? Um, so mm -hmm. ours is, no, it's still hands-on. We are looking at, we transition a client over to maintenance when they have met the criteria within TSM, that's the stretch method. That okay. criteria is met, they transition into a maintenance program because it's a part of our program. So it's what successful treatment looks like. 
transition into maintenance and maintenance is a hands-on session that checks all of the joints to make sure they're not restricted and causing that initial problem again Um, and that's our way to keep people away from surgery so they're coming in once a month they're in a half an hour we check all the joints and then we give them a three exercises and they're done they're in and out kind of like an an HEP and be like okay this is what you want what you need to work on and and you're good yeah because how great is it that in physical therapy we discharge a consumer and they give you that look of uh, I'm not ready to discharge and you go oh yeah you're fine you've graduated and and then we expect that those you know seven exercises or ten exercises are going to be good enough for the rest of their lives no, and I agree. Like, and sometimes it's they don't even feel better at the end too. Mm-hmm. So you might discharge them early, and it's like, hey, today's your graduation day, and they're like, um, I still have pain, and it's like, sorry, that's that's as far as we can go. There's not much we can do because of insurance or whatever the case may be. So it's good that you guys can still kind of keep up with them. They can still come back to you and then kind of help with that maintenance side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as um, I was kind of looking through when I was. Gonna, going through the website as far as not essentially calling it PT as far as the practice laws is there anything that you need to be aware of or is it just a completely separate entity uh, when you're practicing in your clinic so I the stretch method is our um, safety net that is what allows you to work as a stretch mobility coach and offer stretch mobility coach services now TSM, the stretch method, has physical therapy in the registered trademark, okay? Okay. So we, physical therapy is in it, but that is a component of it, but not the stretch method, okay? Okay. Um, so that is sort of like our governing body. We protect you as an individual because you went to school and you have an education and you have skill set and you have... Um, um, bleh, this ending the evening for me my brain's going to mud and you have experience right and your license does not take away those three things so when you are working in the field of physical therapy you are selling physical therapy services and you have to as a pta work under the supervision of a physical therapist Mm -hmm. okay as a stretch mobility coach you to even get into the program to qualify to enter the program you must have graduated from an accredited program with proof of a degree or have an active license to qualify to apply for the program okay okay and then when you get in you don't introduce yourself as a pta you introduce yourself as a stretch mobility coach okay so you kind of transition over yeah, and you're offering stretch mobility coach services, which are preventative and on the well care side. Um, how long is the program itself? So it's is an it? intense curriculum because this is not something you learn in school. Okay, mm-hmm. um, there is a prep course that is the the, uh, the online portion. That prep course, you do it as you want to. So whatever time you want to take to learn that prep course, you're able to take that. However, it's pretty clear that if you can't get finished in five months, there's no dedication to get um, to learn the stretch method. Um, And we probably won't keep you in the program if you're not advancing to become fully certified. Um, 
the prep course is a prep course. It's to qualify you to get enough information so that you can then utilize what TSM is and you then attend um, a mastery skills training camp in Ohio at our clinic. In that camp, you get to be with us during our treatments. You can't touch our clients unless we know you have the skill and you can do some stuff. Um, But in the AM, you get to follow and look at the systems and how does it flow and who are the clients. And you get a diverse, you get to see a diverse caseload. And then in the afternoon session, you get to practice your hands-on skills to make sure you understand them. You get to learn the exercises and how we um, actually take one person from where they are to another exercise because our system is very specific to turning muscles back on that have been turned off. But in physical therapy, you know, we go right into a bridge or you know, advanced exercises, and those deep muscles haven't been turned on, so compensation occurs. So we Mm -hmm. really teach how to perform the exercise correctly without compensation and how to educate a consumer on when compensation is happening that's putting the body in um, a position to cause injury. Um, At that training camp, it's a two-day camp. You leave that, and then you get a training log, and you have to document you're now ready to um, go out and practice on people. So now you have to document that. You have mentorship through this whole program and support. Um, And then once you feel confident enough with practicing your skills and that you understand TSM and you can teach it and educate on it, then you come back to Ohio for your practical exam. Okay, so like a skills demonstration. So you and do a, a consult. You get a client that is paying, ah, and you you're do going a everything. consult. Ah. So um, after the consult, you do a written exam, which is you take that particular consult and you write out their program. You know, kind of what it looks like in detail and what you would provide. You know, what is your program? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you pass those sections, you can sit in front of the board. Um, to do the oral portion of the board, which is we really ask a lot of questions on TSM to make sure you understand the difference and what you're doing. We don't want PTAs that are now out there independent thinking that they're PTs. We're not PTs. We're PTAs. Mm -hmm. But we do have a unique skill set, and TSM gives that to us, and you have to train on the method, understand the method, and implement the method and utilize it correctly. once you pass your practicum, you get a, a certification seal. So if you go to the Find a Coach page on the website, you'll notice Jordan and myself have a little seal beside our face up on our picture. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the proof that you have passed and are a certified stretch mobility coach. And so you said the, the prep course itself, you have five months to complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you go there, you have your two-day boot camp. The logbook... How long do you have to record your logbook? Is there like um, a set amount of time or is it kind of whenever you're ready, just come back so we can start doing the, the next steps? 
per se. So um, that's pretty much on your own time, but most of my people are wanting to open their own practice. So about the time that they feel pretty proficient with their hands-on clinical, they're diving now into... They're just like, let's get this started. Yeah. So (laughs) so now they want to open their business. They want to market their business. They want to understand how to close a consult, how to get new clients, and they're learning. They're jumping into learning that. So that training log is sort of a... Um, precursor to understanding, okay, I, I feel confident that I can charge for what I am doing now mm-hmm. and I will get a result and I can help people in a way that bridges the gap between traditional PT and what is offered out there right now. So then at that point, that's a judgment call for them. But I'm going to be honest with you. All of the PTAs that go through the program are mentored by um, um, Jordan and myself and then the okay. other coaches um, so any question that's put out there, you're very connected. We have Slack, like you guys have Slack and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have different categories so they can communicate and have in contact, um, communication with us daily. And they also we're, we have training calls. So you are supported and you're just going to be so encouraged and so supported that, you're not going to not do it, you you're know, because want to, yes. yeah, you're a community like and that person just, mm-hmm. yeah, you got that person that just opened and that person just got five new visits and, you know, that person just sold five packages and made $5,000 and you know what I mean? It's like, you're not going to sit there and go mm, maybe next week. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to get the ball rolling. And speaking of kind of opening your, the clinic, that's kind of was going to lead to my next question. Like, what are the benefits of transitioning into this? Like you said, opening up your own clinic, kind of having that autonomy of this is your space. You get to control and you get to dictate what's going on. Like, What are more benefits that you can expect kind of transitioning into this position? Number one, the fact that when you went to school, you knew you wanted to help a consumer, right? That's what we all mm-hmm. went to school for. And to be able to provide a consult and on that first day, that person stand up and go, oh, my gosh, I feel loose even on the first visit. And then being able to see that in just a few sessions, you have the skill without having to go to your PT and go, hey, can I do this? Ah, uh, yes, it the okay? plan of care check. <laughs> Is it okay? So, so you're fully qualified and have all of the information that you need to be able to take a person with pain or tightness through a successful program. And that's why the program's so hard because we really go into, mm-hmm. I mean, we have case studies that have actually come through the clinic. You, you have all the information you need to treat your clients successfully. So one of the biggest advantages is you get to build a relationship with your client and you know in your heart you are giving back to them and you are helping them and you're providing them something that they cannot get at a chiropractor or a personal trainer, a massage therapist, or a physical therapy clinic. So that's number one to me. Um, number two, um, opening a clinic, just the ability to know that you can open a clinic and you have support the whole time. And so you're not alone. Um, you're not guessing at what you're supposed to do you actually ask a question and on the other end i give you an answer Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so you don't make the mistakes that i made um because you don't have to i've i can just yep don't do that just do this you have that support community yeah and people you can always ask questions to which is always nice 
huge. Um, and the ability not only to that, that so once you get to a certain point and I'm talking to you, now it's, okay, you've reached, you know, 80% capacity in your clinic. You can't do any more without, you either have to hire and scale because that's what mm-hmm. happens in business or you have to tell people, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm full. I can't full. take another yeah. person. No more new clients. Yeah, and that doesn't feel good, right? Um, so you have the ability now to hire. And instead of just trying to hire when you don't know how to hire, we actually look for a coach for you. And that coach goes wow. through the program and they pay for their programming. And so now they can come and apprentice with Ken. And Ken goes, okay, this person is apprenticing with me and helping and then all of a sudden you go, mm, I don't think they're a good fit or they're not making it. Then you request another apprentice. It, I mean, it's a, it's a cycle of people um, that you have at your disposal. Whereas me, I have to put out a, you know, a job post and, and yeah. I have to interview people and I have to see if they're a good fit. And then I have to hire, train and onboard them. You just get to request a coach. And when we find that coach, they apprentice and you either like them or you don't like them. And they go, that's awesome. And so, so now the other advantage to that is now you've just replaced yourself because that person's fully trained, right? Mm-hmm. Now you can step into the mode of, okay, I want to look for another coach. So I'm going to ramp up my marketing, my business, and it I'm going to go out the community. Do... Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and then from there, you can actually open up, you know, three, four or five clinics and staff those clinics. So it gives a PTA more advantage than a PT even has because they're going in and going from grassroots and trying to figure it out. And it's like for us. So the clinic that I came from and where I'm at now is we opened up a brand new business. And a lot of the struggles that come with a new business for us is kind of what you're mentioning you have to find new employees you have to see if they're a good fit and then you have to put out the ads and then see hopefully that they stay and if they want to be here we're also kind of having that in network okay we have to scale this appropriately how many employees do we need with how many patients we have this gives you another avenue another direction if you want to go with cash pay like cash based patients or clients want to come to you and you're providing that service which is just the PT side of things, it feels a lot harder to do, to mm-hmm. do like a cash-based clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, this provides a great alternative for that. As far as new PTAs or new grads, what advice do you have for them that want that are interested in joining your program and kind of going through all the ropes and the reins that you have? Um, so new grads are welcome. Um, it is a stringent curriculum. So... Um, I would suggest that they go through the curriculum and they learn everything that they can and they're set up with a mentor. It's I would say if you're a new grad and um, you have a lot of passion and you have a lot of drive and you're dedicated, you're going to do great. For those of you that struggle with learning new things um, or really haven't got the concept of being a PTA yet, and you don't understand what physical therapy is, and you maybe struggle with your palpation skills, um, and you're nervous, uh, I would probably be a PTA at an orthopedic clinic that um, would help you to beef up those skills so that you can become proficient in that and then 
go into the program so that now you already have a good foundation of what PT is and then you can then learn new skills and advance that. Yeah, can I just take it to the next level? Yeah. No, that, that is awesome. I have um, kind of switching gears a little bit up a couple questions about um, like the business side of things. Yeah. Um, kind of like the marketing um, advice for getting more clients, going out, meeting people. Um, what, what do you think are like the best settings to do that? So we do our way. We are very collaborative. So we um, build partnerships with our um, community. So we are looking at collaborative partners that have the people we're looking for. And our um, target client is a 35 to 55 year old male or female that has pain or tightness. Um, So we're going out to gyms. We're going out to um, um, attorney's offices, um, personal training, facilities, massage therapy clinics, um, chiropractors, um, if, primary if stick, doctors you, at all? Mm-mm. Not too much primaries? Okay. That's a little mm-mm. change. Except for the fact that doctors <laughs> refer to me because of my reputation. Um, okay. So, and we have actual, the stretch mobility coach, we have a prescription pad that we, the doctors literally, it, this will blow your mind, but the doctors literally will text me and go, I need another prescription pad from you because I'm out. Um, so That is awesome. I do not market to doctors. However, if there is a doctor that's going out on their own and they're doing cash, I make every effort to meet them and build a relationship with them and help them grow. I, I'm that person that goes and helps them learn how to market and mm-hmm you know, do things in business because this is, they're going from a clinician to a business owner. And that's a, it's a really hard transition. If you don't, yeah, if if you don't understand it, you need support and you need to learn it. And when you're opening your own business, it's, it can be pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of what we're going through right now. It's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of marketing, a lot of, like you said, meeting with the docs and the attorneys and you try to help each other out. It's definitely, Mm -hmm. Um, like you send patients my way, I send patients your way, kind of a little bit of that, but it's having a product that you're proud of that they want to send to makes all the difference in the world. I actually go in and, um, I, I, this is just a tip for you. I go in and meet with them and I ask all about their practice. I don't even tell them anything about myself completely. What are your struggles? You know, do you have clients dropping off when they drop off? Why do they drop off? Where do you feel like um, you can't provide something to your customers? Uh, I ask all of those things. And then if they ask about me, I'll tell them what we do. And and then I might say, I'll give you a a sample of what we do. And I mean, it's usually a Um, Mm no-brainer. You know, chiropractors especially will look at me and go, when can you come in here? I need you in here. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, the last question I had for you, because I know it's getting a little late, um, was what made you want to start like uh, the podcast side of things? Because I know you also have a podcast and you have some videos. I mean, I feel like your hands are so, you're juggling so many pins here. Uh, what made you want to dive into all of that? 
Um, I have no idea. Have <laughs> You're just like, I just want to no go for it. Let's idea. just do it. <laughs> no. How did I do that? Um, I don't think I, you know, I was talking to Jerry Durham and Jerry, um, told me about, um, Nate Navis. I don't know if you know, Nate, he owns a Nate podcast Davis. production, um, on Damn. the PT side. He does, um, he actually produces the podcast for uncaged clinicians. Okay. You know, David and that them. That sounds familiar. Josh. I don't think I've listened to it, but I've, I think I've heard of the, the podcast title. Yeah. So um, Jerry just said, you know, Kim, um, you know, with what you've got going on, you need to get the word out there because PTAs need to know about this. Uh, so you need to, you know, maybe look into a podcast or something. And I thought, hmm, okay, I'll look into a podcast. <laughs> You're like, sure, um, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so met Nate and Nate goes, God, Kim, you really have to get this out there. Um, so I'm that type of person who, you know, when you walk out on the dock and they go, okay, everybody jump in. You're the first one. Uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, even though this, so last March was the first podcast, I think we have over 50 um, episodes now, 58, mm-hmm. 59 episodes drops one a week. Um, it was really just to get the word out there that there was something else for PTAs and um, really educate the PT profession on, hey, what we are doing is a great thing, but there is a little bit more for those of us that want to step into um, a terrain that is pretty much um, not utilized. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, my method, I was taking it and trademarking it and working with my attorney, and that was a year-long project. And the stretch method, although it has physical therapy in it, literally has the market in wellness. He says there's nothing else you could put in to the stretch method that doesn't cover everything on the wellness side. So it gives us a lot more opportunity. so I think I just had to get the word out, and I really didn't know what I was doing except for I knew I needed to get the word out. Yeah. No, I think it's awesome. I feel like, like from I said from the top, it's we have so much horizontal movement that we can do. Mm-hmm. And kind of what me and Laura had in mind with this podcast was kind of showing those more avenues. There are different things that you can do out there, whether it goes into like our the pet rehab or going into aquatic or different kind of techniques. This is just another avenue. Yep. Trying to let people know that there is ways that you can go about it. Be your own boss, be a CEO, open up your own clinics. And as long as you have the passion for it and the drive, there's really nothing that can stop you. Absolutely. If it is in your heart and you know there um, that you want to help people, then there's not going to be anything that stops you no matter what. Well, thank you, Kim, so much for answering all our questions. I'm sure we're going to have a, a follow-up when Laura joins us. Um, is there anything you wanted to say before we kind of sign off here? No, just guys, you have such an incredible um, skill set that do what you want to do, help patients the way you want to help patients, and know that whether you're leaning towards physical therapy side, there are so many mentors out there and so many fabulous people um, that will support you. Reach out to them. I know some things may seem like a struggle, but I tell you on the world of um, how we've been connected through Facebook, there's so many PT mentors out there. I, I will help you in any way that I can. Um, 
just keep learning, keep growing, and keep helping people. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining us. Um, I will leave links to your website, to the podcast, everything, just in case people want to reach out to you. Um, Be sure to like, share, join us on our Discord, where you can also find Kim. We have an Instagram, a YouTube. Be sure to check those out. And until then, we'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Bye, everybody. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.